it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Welcome to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm with Michael Dan and Josh. My name is Harry Hurley. Filling in today for Jimmy Fallon, who, as you know, a real high-quality professional stand-up comedian, commentator, author, Fox News radio personality, daily, I should add, regular, regular contributor on the Fox News Channel and Fox Nation, and a really, really good guy. And it's an honor to fill in today for Jimmy on a very Busy news day. All right. You know, it's not obligatory. You know where we have to begin. We have to begin on the mugshot seen around the world, the most famous mugshot probably in the history of the world, certainly in American history. And for the first time in United States history, every norm that no one ever thought, the line that no one ever thought to cross has been crossed. Even some of the other undignified processes that have taken place, they knew better than to do a mugshot and and to do some of these um, clear, in my estimation, tactics that they did with President Trump. And and what's interesting, and I have had family members live in Atlanta, Georgia area for decades. I am very familiar with the hellhole that Fulton County has turned into. And to think that this is what it's come to, somebody who's not a state prosecutor even, certainly not a federal prosecutor, but a county prosecutor, would overcharge, would get involved in a federal case that I think, because of going beyond the scope of even her authority, and a lot of legal experts have talked about this, uh, is really just opening up so many problems, 19 defendants, People that I know that know the courtroom very well, there's not – and it look, some of them want to peel off and some want spe- very speedy trials. Some will take longer. Some will take as long as they can. So it's not going to be 19 all at one time. But that courtroom could not even fit the 19 defendants and their counsel. So it's it's ridiculous. The, um, the mugshot, I believe – is going to boomerang uh, on those that wished for it so badly. I mean, it's all the things you can immediately think that it would be. Off-putting to some, glorious to others, uh, open the opportunity for President Trump to create a dedicated wing of his merch store, and it's already on window clings and coffee mugs and T-shirts and you you can imagine it's it's going to be it's going to be all over the place, and that will be used. Hey, look, uh, Fannie Willis is fundraising off of what she's done. She's she's I believe the one that actually has some of the biggest problems coming in this. This is not a perfect analogy, but let me give you an analogy, and it's typically Democrats, if not exclusively Democrats that abuse their office and weaponize the way that they do. And I do want to submit on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, weaponization of our institutions is not a new phenomenon. 
It's not new at all. I'll give you an example, and this wasn't the beginning of it. Roll back the Wayback Machine on Jimmy's show to 2007. There was a district attorney in Durham County, North Carolina. I thought he was a reprehensible individual. And, oh, my goodness, did he get his in the end. He charged people who shouldn't have been charged, did things that he should not have done. And this is Mike Nifon. Maybe some of you remember him. This is going back more than a couple of decades, 25 years. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember calling it in real time that these three Duke lacrosse players at the time, that they were going to recover unbelievable sums of money. I couldn't tell you that it would be $20 million each, but I knew it was going to be not seven, but eight figures to each of them. Never had a doubt of that. What happened to Nifong? He was removed from office. He was disbarred. He was jailed, I believe briefly, but he was jailed, and he was convicted. He was convicted. And I think what we're seeing with a lot of these people, Jack Smith, that I thought was extremely unethical regarding the, what I believe is an unjust prosecution of then-Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell, McDonald was fully vindicated in a unanimous United States Supreme Court decision, which I had predicted at the time that the moment he got to somewhere that was not corrupt and that was just even-handed, he didn't need any advantage. And, and obviously it's very tough even then to get a 9-0 decision from a divided court. But they all saw it the same way. And it's all the same tricks keeping exculpatory evidence from grand juries, all kinds of bad stuff. So weaponizing and all of this is not new. I give you Jack Smith. I give you Mike Nifong. And I believe that Fannie Willis can wind up in their company. I think she is conflicted from even being involved in this based on the fact that she ran a fundraiser for the opponent of one of the defendants, I would think that a reputable person with integrity would say, look, I'm a little too close to this. I can't be a part of it. And if it's something that is so pressing, then other people have to handle it. Uh, but she chose to handle it because she's running for office in 2024. People that I know say that she wants to uh, to be the next governor of the great state of Georgia. And if you remember, people like Letitia James in New York ran for office saying that she was going to get Trump and get everybody in the Trump orbit. I mean, this weaponization is basically turning America, and you've heard these terms used, banana republic, third world. This is, this is Stalin-like, what they call show trials, star trials, Stasi. This is show me the man, I'll show you the crime type of stuff, bad stuff. Congressman Jim Jordan, who because of Congressman Jeff Andrew, I had the opportunity to meet, spend a little bit of time with, uh, he's on top of this. And whether this gets reported anywhere but Fox News and Fox News Radio, because they do a good job covering all sides, this is news, and it's big news. When the prosecutor is under federal criminal investigation, 
That's news. Dan, cut two. Three questions, Sean. Did you coordinate with the Biden administration, the same administration who's indicted their general election opponent in D.C. and Miami already? Did you coordinate with them? Did you work with Jack Smith? Same, uh, same look at the same witnesses. What did any coordination there? And did you use federal funds as part of this investigation? We asked these same questions of Alvin Bragg a few months ago, and he, in fact, did use American tax dollars to go after President Trump in Manhattan. And oh, by the way, Alvin Bragg sued us when we subpoenaed one of those prosecutors up there in Manhattan. He sued us. We went to court and the court, court ruled for us. So we're going to be just as aggressive here. We're going to do it within the Constitution, but we are going to do our duty to get the answers the American people deserve for this ridiculous indictment that's taken place in Georgia. So there you go. Fannie Willis is under investigation by the United States Congress. That's Congressman Jim Jordan on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. Very fair questions. Because there is, in my estimation, a conflation here between a county prosecutor that doesn't even have jurisdiction. I believe that's why she threw in certain things at the uh, the local level. Because what would be the point? Why would a county prosecutor be charging all these RICO things? And if you notice, with all, all this exotic charging, they go back to KKK legislation, racketeering legislation. I mean, give me a break. They're they're all of them are overcharged and none of them should be charged at all because it's not illegal in our country to challenge the results of the election. Ask John Kerry, ask Hillary Clinton, ask Al Gore, ask Stacey Abrams. And I could keep going if all of this is criminal. uh, There have been many times in our history and I don't want to bore you. We could go back to 1876 what they call the election of Rutherford B. Hayes, Rutherford B. Hayes, in an election that was very, very close. Rutherford B. Hayes lost the popular vote and actually lost the Electoral College. And then there were different electors and all these things that by today's standard, I mean, we we would have Fannie Smith, Fannie um, Willis. She would definitely be putting charges on these people. No doubt about it. So things that were always considered political have now been weaponized, have now been criminalized. Speaking of the RICO statute, that's, you know, that's typically that that's things you hear about when you're talking about mob type activities and things like that. One of the great minds in America, and I enjoy both listening to him on Fox News Radio And watching him on the Fox News channel is Jonathan Turley, the professor from George Washington University. Also on the Hannity program on the Fox News channel, we're going to share with you a couple of different points that he made about Fannie Willis and the RICO statute and and also some of her actions and and decisions in terms of criminalizing election-type activities. Dan, cut three. This is all in the eye of the beholder, much like that mugshot. You know, for Willis, that's a trophy kill moment. She's going to mount that on her wall, and many people will admire it. Uh, for half of the country, it's the a deeply uh, upsetting moment where they believe that this is the result of weaponizing our judicial system. And, uh, you know, I think that the problem that we have here 
is this sort of disconnect uh, because I think this case is an overreach. You know, she's using the RICO statute for great advantage. And, and among those advantages is she could say, I need to try all these people together because they're all part of a conspiracy. And RICO cases often do involve large numbers of people. Uh, but the relationship between these allegations are extremely weak, particularly when it comes to Donald Trump. And there is excellent coverage. You can go to foxnews.com. In a Fox News exclusive, President Trump talked about how it felt to be taking a mugshot and fingerprinted and all these things that took place last night in uh, Fulton County, Georgia. We continue with Jonathan Turley on Hannity. Dan, cut four. I think this is criminalizing the challenging of elections. Uh, basically, you have a Democratic prosecutor saying, how dare you challenge a Democratic victory? Well, it's been done before by Democrats. And the whole case is based on this theory that Donald Trump really didn't mean it. Well, neither did those, even if that were true, neither did those Democrats. They challenged Trump's election on no grounds at all. I mean, many of these past challenges were very, very thin. But in Donald Trump's case, he insists that he does believe that Georgia could have been flipped with a recount. And I want to hear from and I think you'll want to hear from Governor Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina, former U.N. ambassador and one of the strong performers at the Fox News Channel debate of the other evening. And she said on Fox and Friends the following Dan cut five. I think it's a sad day in America. I think it's disgraceful. I mean, the idea that we're seeing a mugshot of a 77-year-old former president, I mean, how did we get to this point? And it, I don't know that anyone in America should look at that and feel good about it. The main thing when it comes to Trump is we need to know that, first of all, we shouldn't assume that he's going to be convicted. And the second thing is we shouldn't assume that he's going to be the nominee. Molly Hemingway said on the Fox News Channel recently about people that celebrate this kind of thing or do this kind of thing are bad people. I concur. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go away. I promise you it's a big news day. It's a busy news day. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's the host you shouldn't get too close to. There's a lot of things about me you don't know anything about, Daddy. Things you wouldn't understand. Things you couldn't understand. Things you shouldn't understand. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. That's appropriate, Jimmy Fallon, walk-up music. I like that. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. With Mike, Dan, Josh, I'm Harry Hurley, filling in today for Jimmy Fallon on a busy news day. All right, so we've heard from all kinds of folks talking about President Trump, about what happened with President Trump's mugshot and booking and and all of this. Now let's hear from the former president himself, who is the 45th president of the United States and would also like to be the 47th president of the United States, becoming only the second person in American history if he does it to serve two non-consecutive terms. Former President Donald Trump, in his own words, about what took place last night, Dan Cut won. I really believe this is a very sad day for America. This should never happen. 
If you challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election, and I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. That is President Trump literally on the tarmac. You can hear the Trump airplane uh, in the background running, and he's ready to go up the steps and in and out of Georgia as fast as you can do it. I believe he was only in that Fulton County hellhole for about 20 minutes. Uh, the trip was obviously a lot longer than than the processing. That's former President Trump, who had more to say. Dan, cut 32. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to. Otherwise, you can have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. And now a president, a former president running for president, leading candidate for the Republican nomination in most of the polls, leading against the incumbent president. And now he's got mugshot merch on everything you can imagine. So we'll see what that does. And, and if this if passed his prologue, and thus far it has been, with each indictment, President Trump's numbers have gone up, and of course the fundraising goes up. So sometimes the other side in their zeal to take down their political opponent, they actually, they don't mean it, but they actually aid the individual that they're trying to hurt. Something that was very apparent to me, and whether it's America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, having bail set at $150,000, I mean, we're talking about people that are not a flight risk, that have distinguished backgrounds, that have never been on the wrong side of the law in their lives. And they have bails that are being set in the six-figure range, in President Trump's case, in the multi, multiple six-figure range, 200000 for him, absolute no-flight risk. It's, it's ridiculous. And then you look at New York City and Alvin Bragg, 886, I think, is the, the most recent number felony arrests this year with no criminal charges at all. And of course, the Democrats are in love with cashless bail, I guess, unless you're President Trump or someone in the Trump orbit. When we come back, a really great one, the Lieutenant Governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Winsome Sears, on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, with Michael and Josh. I'm Harry Hurley filling in today for the great Jimmy Fallon. And on the Jimmy Fallon Fox Across America Newsmaker Hotline, you you hear cliches, but in this case, it's not a cliche. It's an accurate description. A rising star, a history-making, the 42nd lieutenant governor of the great Commonwealth of Virginia, Winsome Sears, on the Jimmy Fallon Fox Across America program. Governor, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, and uh, thank you to your listeners for listening. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure, and you're making a difference, and it really does prove, doesn't the election 
of Governor Glenn Youngkin and Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, that would be you, prove that elections have consequences? Oh, absolutely. And by the way, I know that we always say this election is important. Yeah. And people say, well, you know, they say that every election, that's because each one build, builds on itself. And, you know, if our side isn't in, because we, lo- we lose, then we have to start over again to undo what's already been done. So let's just keep winning. It's true. That's winning is that's right. That's the magic elixir, because when they win, they get the power. And when they have the power, they can weaponize all of our institutions. They can try to shut parents out of the children's educational delivery system. And I'll tell you what is amazing. And some things are just meant to be. I believe that former Governor Terry McAwful, he believed he was cruising to winning his second non-consecutive term. He just knew it. And then he went and told the truth. He, you know, they slip once in a while. Governor, I know you know this. Once in a while, they tell the truth. He said that parents should have no say in what their children are taught in school. And I, I, I know that education for Governor Yunkin and you, Lieutenant Governor Sears, is a big, big issue. I think it won you uh, your position, just to be candid, uh, and then you get all the other great policies, fiscal and otherwise, that go along with it. But the education issue just challenged the sensibilities of Virginians who, who thought, wait a minute, they're telling us we don't have a say and we're domestic terrorists if we love our children and we want to have a place and understand what's being taught and what books are being you know, read in the, in the classroom and that secrets Precisely. not be kept. It's crazy. Precisely. Yeah. And here's the thing. We could not have won in Virginia if we did not have Democrats who believed in us and believed Correct. our message when we said we are going to make sure, parents, that you have an absolute right to raise your children the yeah. way that you see fit. And that includes their education, because how is it that I am responsible for my child in every other area except when it comes to education? No, sir. No, no. I am the child's parent. I will make the decisions. Thank you very much. I don't need the government to tell me what to do. And I need some like-minded candidates who believe that as well. And so we got their vote. And so that's why we're saying you can talk about party politics and loyalty all you want. But when it comes to my child, all bets are off. It's so true. Yeah. Yes. On the Fox Across America Newsmaker Hotline, the Fox Across America program with Jimmy Fallon, it's the lieutenant governor from the Commonwealth of Virginia, Winsome Sears. I've been in search of this answer. Maybe you have it. I, I haven't found it yet because I don't think this is in their best interests. It's so completely radical. But what is it about the radical Democrats who believe that parents should be shut out of their own children's education? And some of these decisions about changing gender or having an abortion. They they think that this should all take place. And maybe if the parents are lucky, they'll find out about it after the fact. What is it about them that they do this? Well, there are a group of people who have become accustomed to dictating to everybody else how we should spend our money, uh, what we should do about anything that's of importance, including our children, including everything. And they have appointed unto themselves that, I I don't know, some powers. And and so they just run right off and and make decisions and get everybody to go along with it. And unfortunately, the media has as well. And so that's what we're saying. Go to secureyourvote.com 
and make sure that you have your voice heard because you know what we're not going to do anymore in Virginia, hopefully on the Republican side, is wait until Election Day because I signed up for an absentee ballot. And I was so shocked when my letter of confirmation from my electoral board came to me and it said, from now on, for every primary election, you will get a ballot mailed to you. For every general election, you will get a ballot mailed to you. And for every special election, you will get a ballot mailed to you. And by the way, it will be mailed 45 days before the election. This is how the other side is doing it. That's right. I never have to leave my house. Yeah, listen, in a a macabre, sick way, you've got to give them credit because they know they're losing on the issues, but they're winning on ballots. And they change the way that we vote. They change how long we can vote for. As you mentioned, if you voted one time, maybe you were going on a once in a lifetime family trip around the world and you didn't want to miss voting. And you you've always voted at the polls on Election Day, but you needed a ballot. You've now signed up for the rest of your life. Unless you make some and and governor, we they did the same thing in my home state of New Jersey. So the Democrats, they get it. They're they're loading up the Board of Elections with their people, secretaries of state with their people. Look at the close elections we lost that I think can easily come down to the people that have the power to control what is a vote, what isn't a vote, what counts, what doesn't count. And where I think Republicans have to get better my friend Jack Cittarelli would be governor right now in New Jersey, but he, he won big on Election Day. He ran the same day mm-hmm. you ran, and he's going to mm-hmm. win this time. But he lost because Democrats were better with early voting. They were better with the vote by mail. They were better with the ballot harvesting, and away they went, and they win in, in this way. It, 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 they win before Election Day even happens, Governor. Yes, yes. We, we, we had a special election. And again, I just told you, you will get a ballot 45 days before a special election yeah. if you sign up for an absentee ballot. And so in Virginia, we had a special election uh, so that we could replace one of our state senators. And he was down by, what, 10,000 votes before Election Day. 10,000. He had to come. He had to overcome that. And he only lost it by 350, something close to that. Do you know how hard that is to, to, to think to yourself if only our side had done absentee balloting? Yep. He only won 3,000 of those. So we've got to do better. We must do better. And in fact, let me tell you how really um, heartbroken it can be. We could have won even more seats to Congress, to the House last year. But there were 500,000, I believe, Virginians who voted for myself, the governor, our attorney general, that did not show up on Election Day. So we've got to not say to ourselves, if it's a presidential race, then we're going to come out, or if it's a gubernatorial, we're going to – no, we have – we cannot cede any ground. Don't we even know school board elections are important? Yes. So don't – sit home any longer. Otherwise, we'll get what we get. What do we want to do? We want to win back the Senate, of course, and keep the House. Why? Because we're trying to cut taxes. What does that mean? We're trying to give you money back in your own pocket that you worked hard for. We're trying to back the blue. We want to make sure our communities are safe, and we can't do it if we tear down law enforcement. And, you know, we're also trying to empower parents. There we are again. 
and we're just trying to make government more efficient. Can I tell you, just very quickly, yeah. Governor Youngkin has been putting together this thing we call a dashboard. You know how when you upload whatever documents and you can see where you know it is in its completion cycle? Yes. That's what we're doing, and he's doing it in the permitting process, you know, uh, but if you put in an application for a permit, where is it? Where is the holdup, and what are we going to do about it? I mean, he... We're we're doing that in education, and by the way, we are the only state to have these two measures on transparency written about, by the way, in business magazines. And for education, going back to that, where you can see every test that your child has taken by going to the Department of Education's website, and you can see how their progress has been. And we're going to do even more to figure out the fundamentals of what, where your child is in their, in their education. We need more of that, but we're not going to get it done unless, folks, we win the Senate back. And if we don't, here's the problem. You, this governor will have had four years of his entire term with a hostile Senate. And by the way, we don't want that because that means we're not getting the agenda through, and they'll be emboldened. They'll be even worse because they'll say, look, after all the, the Republicans push, they still lost. We can't afford that. And, by, and I'm the president of the Senate. I get to look at their faces. I don't want to do that. Virginia Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And we, I, I love the legislation uh, that states like Georgia that have codified certain things. They make it easier to vote, harder to cheat. The other side likes to make it easier to vote, easier to cheat, and and have questionable things count that shouldn't count. So I like the, the notion everybody that wants to vote should be able to vote. I like it being easy to vote, but I want it to be hard to cheat. You have a secure your vote uh, language that I think makes a whole lot of sense, and you could not be more correct, Governor, we have to win elections because if we don't win elections, I mean, look at the executive orders. The president has been bottling up land that should be used for energy uh, development. He's bottling it up and calling it uh, parks and things because they want us to rely on China and all of this um, so-called green technology and windmills and, and electric cars and this kind of thing. And if they yeah. win, these are the policies you get if they win – for example, if you didn't win with Governor Youngkin in Virginia, imagine the radical education policies that would be in effect right now. Uh, I, I don't want to imagine. It's it's horrifying. And, and you talk about national security. You know, in Virginia, we had a bill, and we wanted to make sure that anybody associated with a communist, uh, you know, China, et cetera, foreign adversaries could not buy land that surrounds military bases. You would have thought that we had said, we want to take your children from you because we could only find four Democrats who would agree with us that that was not a wise, that, that it is a wise decision to not have foreign adversaries buy land that surrounds our bases. And, and by the way, most of those are not coming back. And, 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 then, and governor, governor, you've got China. They've opened up police stations in America. They're buying, stations. as you know, they're buying farms. They're doing all this stuff. This we we couldn't saying. do anything like that in China. We had a bill, another bill come through that we wanted to protect, you know, our Jewish brothers and sisters. 
And the, the Democrats made so many different maneuvers, and I'm watching them. As, you know, I'm president of the Senate. I'm looking down, and they, they were trying to gut the bill so that it would be of no consequence. And we could only find two Democrats who decided, no, this is the right thing to do. And so um, they jumped over to our side, the Republican side, caused a tie. I was there to break the tie, and now we have that as law. And those two are not coming back. So you see what I'm saying is we've got to win elections. And we had a bill where we were saying that if the governor put in the bill that if you're a dealer and you're dealing fentanyl and it's killed someone, oh, no, you're going to be charged with a felony. Do you know we couldn't get any Democrats to come over? Good. It's, Good. I, I, it, what they're for is it's inexplicable. And you could not be more correct. I mean, you're looking at like a swing of five in the House, and that's control of the House. The Senate, many more Democrats are defending Senate seats than Republicans this time. This is ripe for Republicans to win the United States Senate to keep the House of Representatives, and we must win the presidency because the executive orders that the president has been doing and would continue to do, imagine even if Republicans won both houses of of Congress and, and say that the nightmare of President Biden would continue, the executive orders and the way he would get to, to blame Republicans for everything, it would be unbearable. This is, the, in my estimation, see what you think of this statement, because it's going to sound a little bit outrageous. This is the most important election, 2024, since the Civil War. That's how important this election is, in my opinion. Let me tell you that um, I, I see dire consequences for us if we don't win 2024. Mm-hmm. And we do have to concentrate in Virginia uh, on 2023, because I think that will help the the outcomes of 2024, because most of the build back in the Republican Party started with Virginia. Why? Because it it came right after our 2020 loss and and there was hope. And I think that's why we won. You know, Governor Yunkin was out there and he was talking to all different communities, even that Republicans don't normally. Uh, You know, he was in the black community, Hispanic community, everywhere, the immigrants, Mm -hmm. you name it. uh, The man was all over And that's why we are pushing again to say Republicans do not cede the vote to anyone. Get into the communities and talk to them. You never know. Um, There are conservatives, for example, in the Democratic Party, and we've got to go find them. They're there because we're at a 50-50 almost in in America. And And there's more independents than there are Republicans and Democrats, so we have to win the hearts and minds of the independents. With regret, we're out of time, but I do want to leave on a point of agreement. 2023, enormously important in the Commonwealth of Virginia, enormously important in my home state of New Jersey, and I know many listeners across America on Jimmy's program, Fox Across America, uh, agree. And then, of course, 2024, and then right back at it, because New Jersey— and you yes, are back Jersey. up again. Yes. And let me tell you something. We can't afford for us uh, others to plan in our minds to be afraid of absentee ballots and, and whatever else. No. That's right. Early vote. Get out there. You can't have one company have 45 days at the piece of pie. It's true. And win early voting and then win at the, the machines on Election Day and then you win. Yes. You know, all these nightmares come from behind. You're so far behind. You have to come from behind. It's a nightmare. 
have your houses of worship sign up to be drop box sites if that's an issue yeah. for you or get yourself to the early voting polls don't wait till election day get out there and vote this is important to your family to your finances to your children grandchildren yep. lieutenant this governor is not you know overly being excited we got to win thank you lieutenant governor sears have a great day secureyourvote.com thank you there you go we'll be right back it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are back. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. With Michael and Josh, I'm Harry Hurley filling in for Jimmy, who is in Green Valley Ranch, uh, at Green Valley Ranch in Henderson, Nevada, tonight in uh, a great uh, stand-up Tour de Force appearance that he is doing tonight. Uh, Harry Hurley filling in today. Following up on Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears and her doctrine, I say the same thing almost every day. We have to win elections. When they win, and I hate to put it this way, but it is literally, it's an us against them. When they win, we get woke, broke, joke policies we get all kinds of encroachment upon civil liberties. You get all of this this regressive, highly taxed fees. The, all of this goes on. When we win, it can be like it was, 0% inflation and, and a much better country. It's Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Welcome to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Michael and Josh. Harry Hurley filling in today for the great Jimmy Fallon, who's uh, performing tonight in Henderson, Nevada. Now, on the newsmaker line right now, and we're going to start with this, just a quick, quick comment, because we have a lot of important ground that we're going to cover with Congressman Van Drew. Uh, Fox News has a a very in-depth article about this, so you can get all of the details. But the Republican National Committee, this is just in, has selected Houston to host the 2028 presidential nominating convention. There were three finalists, Houston, of course, and they won it. There was Miami, Florida in the mix and Nashville, Tennessee. So that's going to be happening in Houston. Joining us now on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon is United States Congressman Jeff Van Drew from New Jersey's 2nd Congressional District, a member of the House Judiciary Committee and a member of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, along with a lot of other important subcommittee assignments. Uh, On Twitter now, X, his handle is at Congressman underscore J-V-D, as in Jeff Van Drew. Congressman, welcome back. Hey, it's great to be with you, Harry. How are you? I am well. Great to be with you. Uh, any thoughts about Houston as the site of the national convention? I think Houston will be great. Uh, Texas is, uh, I've, I've been there a couple of times, and it's an exciting and uh, fun place. There's a lot to do and a lot of good people out there. One of uh, my very favorite congressmen is a gentleman by the name of Roger Williams. And I'll just tell you a real quick story. Uh, I brought him to New Jersey and just really uh, showed him a lot of New Jersey and we had an event after where he used to play for the Atlanta Braves years ago, and he uh, has a car dealership, a boot manufacturing company. He's just done a lot of stuff. But the point of this story is he had heard things about New Jersey, 
but never saw how much New Jersey has to offer, and he was quite impressed. So, you know, you always can find good if you look for the right place. I agree. I think it's an excellent choice as well. Congressman, uh, we covered it earlier in the program. Your good friend, your chairman, Congressman Jim Jordan, I really approve of this decision to place Fannie Willis. The This is a county prosecutor, not even a state prosecutor, not a federal prosecutor, this county prosecutor who's running her you know, campaign fundraising off of this, uh, all kinds of, in my opinion, untoward things in, in the hellhole known as uh, Fulton County, Georgia. And Congressman Jordan is turning the heat up on her and investigating her. I think this, to me, could be something like Mike Nifong years ago, 2007. You remember you were in office. Uh, Nifong was the DA from Durham County, North Carolina. He unjustly charged three Duke lacrosse players. They each got $20 million when the case was settled. And Nifong was prosecuted, removed from office, disbarred, jailed, convicted. Uh, So you never know where an investigation will take something. Maybe there's been coordination between her and Jack Smith. We Americans, we should know these things, shouldn't we? We should. Uh, I, I cannot describe how disgusted I am with all of this, that a county process. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And there's coordination across the board. Believe me, this is a plan to destroy Donald Trump. And I tell you why people should be worried about this. It's not about whether you I do like Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, I, I just spoke to him last night and he is still strong. He's still fighting for America. And in my opinion, absolutely doing the right thing. But this is even bigger than that. This is bigger than all of us. This is about the rule of law. This is about justice. And it shouldn't be justice for thee, but not for me. This is about the coordination that has taken place among multi-levels to literally destroy a man because they fear him so much because they know that if he wins, he wins, he's going to crack this rotten egg open and, you know, really show us what's going on in D.C. He did it once and he has to do more of it. We have to clean house and we have to bring our America back home. And in its role of oversight, Congress took a look at Alvin Bragg in New York City and found out he had used federal funds. I mean, there there are issues here that I believe that this I don't think she'll be able to withstand the scrutiny of an investigation. You know, she has uh, an opponent of one of the people that she has charged that she ran a fundraiser for. She apparently is raising funds off of her, her newfound fame. And, and and fancies herself as the next governor of Georgia. There's a lot here, Congressman. There's a real lot here. And what they did, by the way, the coordination occurred here that multiple bad prosecutors, the worst prosecutors in the country, uh, that literally where they are and where they prosecute, the crime rate has increased radically. Uh, they're prosecutors that don't understand what the rule of law is, don't care. And they are prosecutors that are downgrading felonies to misdemeanors, and that's why the crime rate is going up. It's just awful. I mean, you know, literally, If I, I wish that every American had to sit on a judiciary committee with me and Jordan and the good people that are there fighting and working every day for America just to tell the truth. This is a time where we have bad, corrupt people doing bad things to America. And if we're not careful, we're going to lose America. So it's a time to step up. Which brings me to just a a tangential subject, but an important one. 
it is also time for an impeachment inquiry. Yeah. It is time. We have to move forward. And I don't, you know, frankly, I don't think Republicans should be weak-kneed or, or just weak in general about how they approach this. The inquiry would give us advanced subpoena powers, quicker subpoenas, more effective subpoenas, and also more investigatory powers. Because, frankly, I think there, it's time for the impeachment vote. Well, let's go carefully. Let's yeah. first get you know everything done. There's nothing wrong with doing that inquiry. And I certainly hope our speaker puts it up. And if there are Republicans that don't want to vote for him, then let them vote no. But I want to see the vote and because I think Americans are ready. Whether you are a Republican, an independent, or a Democrat, God, if you're at all independent, you know in, in your thought process, you know that something's wrong here, that something bad's going on. I know to inquire is the least that you should do. No one should be against. That's like saying you'd be against looking in to seeing if there's anything that then would take you to the next step. If there's not, then there wouldn't it wouldn't go next to impeachment. But we know how incredible is it? How frustrating is it? How maddening is it? Congressman Van Drew on Fox Across America today with Jimmy Fallon. How incredible is this? that the Bidens have 20 shell companies that we know of, tens of millions of dollars that we know of. These companies have no bricks and mortar. There's nothing. They are just checking accounts, pass through for money to then get sent to this, to that, to family members. I mean, my goodness, if, if this had no circumstances whatsoever changed. And by the way, there's a Fox News interview coming up this Saturday night uh, with that prosecutor that got fired. Uh, that was investigating Burisma that that you talk about, they say in this yep. business, a great get my, my, my great friend, Brian Kilmeade, check out Fox um, one nation with Kilmeade on Saturday night. I mean, that is, they've been teasing some of it. That's going to be unbelievable coverage on the Fox news channel relative to Joe Biden and all of this. But if you didn't change one thing that we know, bank records, uh, the, the laptop from hell, Miranda Devine, thank you. Uh, and everything that is confirmed, all these meetings, Air Force Two, the flights, the son, the father, the Holy Ghost. I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on. If you just change those names to Donald Trump Jr. and Donald Trump, Congressman, this would be the end of the world as we know it. Oh, you would have been impeached. Um, and, and you know what? And this is something Donald Trump would never do. That's the irony of all this. And, you know, just for people that are listening, just to understand what happened here, Joe Biden, when he was vice president, was on a call at least 20 times with Ukrainians, and not the Ukrainians that are dying right now, but the Ukrainians that are corrupt, yep. the Ukrainians that were controlling this company called Burisma. And the board of Burisma that was paying Hunter Biden, got to follow this pathway now, said we're really concerned because we're being investigated for corruption because they were corrupt as well. So we need to do something about this prosecutor. Joe Biden gets a hold of the Ukrainians and the government and says that he must be fired. And if he isn't, you're not going to get the money that you're supposed to get from the United States of America. Nothing to do with the current tranches of money that they're sending over. They fire him within hours. This is unbelievable. That yeah. alone is enough. And it's There's on videotape. So and by the way, absolutely. And then, you know, you just have to think about one thing that we didn't even talk about today was the whole Russian collusion thing. President Trump was a bad man. He was colluding with Russia for election interference. 
And then we finally had a neutral, honest broker in John Durham, who was special counsel, looked at it for literally, you know, really dug in, find out it was all a lie. And they were going, the FBI was using this man along with Democrats called Igor Danchenko to get the information that they used to say that there was Russian collusion. Guess what? We know now, even the Democrats know, it was a lie. Igor Danchenko was paid hundreds of thousands of dollars of American tax dollars to give false information, and even now he admits it. He's a bad international agent. You can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. Congressman Jeff Andrew, two-minute drill to a hard break, and I want to make it count. We spoke right before you with uh, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, who I know you know uh, as well, and we talked about the importance of winning elections, keeping the House, winning the Senate, winning the presidency. This is the difference, I believe, between losing our country and saving our country. Closing comment. It is. We are at a flashpoint. We are on the precipice. If we do not do the right thing this November, and I don't care what party you are, you know, maybe years from now people can pick and choose and look at what they want to do. But right now we need to get this corrupt, bad administration out of office before we lose our America. You know, this administration is responsible for the loss of the rule of law, what they're doing to our police, what they're doing to our military, what they're doing to our borders, what they're doing to our children. They are destroying our country from every single angle. This is like right out of a handbook. And, you know, I hate to say it, but it's out of the communist handbook of how they would never have to fire a shot. It will be all done internally. That's what's going on right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He pounded the shoe and said we don't have to fire a shot. Uh, yep. they'll, they'll implode from within. Congressman, uh, keep up the great work. Do you still stand by what you and I have talked about on Fox News Radio before here on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, in fact, that this is the most important election in 2024 since the Civil War? I do. I do. And uh, it's you know what? It really is because then we were at a real precipice where we would lose the republic. Um, and now we're at the same a very different kind of precipice. But the same thing is going on. Uh, I, I, I literally sometimes don't sleep at night thinking about it. I just want people to know how unbelievably important this is. Great to visit with you, Congressman. Be well. Thank you for your leadership. You As a, you. Keep, Thank you. Thank you. Good work. Thank you, sir. Congressman Jeff Andrew, when we come back, a former United States Senate candidate in New York State, Joe Pinion. Next, this is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A show that's taking orders from the big man upstairs. We're on a mission from God. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are back. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Michael and Josh. Harry Hurley filling in for Jimmy. On the Newsmaker Hotline at Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon is Joe Pinion. He is the immediate past Republican nominee, also the Conservative Party nominee for the United States Senate from the great state of New York. Joe, welcome to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Always good to be with you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Good to be with you, Joe. As you know, I think you're going to agree, but we can have a split decision if you think that I'm saying something you you wouldn't say yourself. New York is experiencing a crippling, life-altering illegal immigration problem. There's a homeless crisis. What will it take for New York 
to make a course correction. Here they had a great candidate that would have brought wonderful policy changes, probably if you had won, would have made the difference in Republicans having the majority. It could be completely different, but they seem to vote again and again and again, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Is it? Do you think it's finally to the point? I mean, Governor Hochul is sort of fighting with the president. Uh, Mayor Adams is fighting with the governor. Everybody's blaming everyone. It's federal crisis. It's not my fault. I mean, yet the problem is is really serious. Why, why won't New Yorkers make a course correction? Well, look, I think we're dealing with two things here. There are what I call the political realities, and then there's also what I call the human realities. The human realities are such that when people don't necessarily understand that things can get worse, they will naturally revert to what feels comfortable. And for a great many New Yorkers, it's been comfortable and also the societally acceptable thing to just fill in the bubble next to the Democrats and assume that their life won't get any worse. Well, it turns out it can get worse because, as I've said many times, uh, we listen to everyone from Chuck Schumer uh, to Kathy Hochul and yep. Governor Cuomo tell us that the migrant crisis was a figment of our imagination. And then here comes that migrant crisis uh, to a town near you because people like Joe Biden have turned this nation uh, into an open border nation. And every town USA has become a border town. And so as it relates specifically to New York, uh, we are seeing again that in places as far as Chautauqua County, a place in New York that is closer to Cleveland, uh, Ohio, than it is to New York City, uh, we've got migrants showing up trying to pursue their American dream because the leaders of this nation told them it was okay to break the laws of this nation to begin that journey. And so we have to start by remembering what President Trump told us when he came down that escalator in 2015, that either you have a nation or you don't, that begins with border security, that begins with protecting American sovereignty. And absent of that, again, from a political standpoint, we have to invest in places where Democrats least expect us. We have an opportunity to beat Chuck Schumer, uh, again, overperformed the last person that ran against him uh, by close to 20 points. Lee Zeldin had a chance to become the governor of this state. Michael Henry had a great opportunity to defeat Tish James. And yet the institutions that were designed to provide resources, when these once-in-a-generational opportunities present themselves, they were either underfunded or actually unprepared to make that final push when we needed it. So, again, that's incumbent on us as people who believe in conservative causes uh, to, number one, realize that we have to show up and make the case, but then also demand accountability for those who have raised their hand to step in the breach to make sure that the clocks uh, run on time and that the trains run on time. Joe Pinion on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Let me float another theory that I have, and I've had it for many decades. For some reason, it appears, and I, I hail from your next-door neighbor, New Jersey, where we have not elected a United States senator in more than five decades. So it is almost just monolithic, automatic. However, every other election cycle, just about, New Jerseyans will actually pick a Republican to be governor for usually two terms even. Then they switch back, almost like clockwork. We're in the final 30 seconds. Do do voters look at a difference between their governor and these United States senators who are sort of Washington creatures? 
Well, I think that there is a certain reality that people recognize that which the governor does is bound by the walls of their state, and that what your senator does in many ways has an impact nationwide. And so, yes, I do think that when it's your governor, you're talking about your schools. When it's your senator, you're talking about some of those wedge issues from abortion uh, to national security and other issues that are more And, partisan. Joe, we're, we're so, at a hard break. Yeah. I thank you so much, Joe Pinion, U.S. Senate candidate in the last election cycle. It's Fox Across America. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Michael and Josh. My name is Harry Hurley filling in today for the great Jimmy Fallon, who is busy doing what he does so very well, and that is uh, top flight stand-up comedy in Henderson, Nevada tonight. The, um, The topic during this segment, I mean, it just could not be more important. There are those who say, President Trump has said it, many people have said it, uh, that without a border, you don't have a country. Because you literally have to know if MS-13 is coming through, if if the drug cartels are coming through, human traffickers, other people with bad intentions. We, we've, we've got to know. There's no country in the world that operates with an open border like this. You couldn't walk into other countries and, and demand your benefits and, and, and it'd be expected. I mean, Elon Musk is getting sued. Imagine this. He's getting litigated by this government because he hires Americans and this government doesn't think he's hiring enough people who shouldn't be here in the first place. And because of our distinguished guest on the Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, newsmaker hotline, uh, Mark Burnovich, the former Arizona attorney general, in honor of General Burnovich, will cover the southwest border encounters as well. Fox News has done a tremendous job today on all of this. I mean, they are just up precipitously. Tucson, Rio Grande Valley, Del Rio, El Paso, San Diego, the entire southwest border encounter issue is absolutely unbelievably consequential. And of course, we have all that border wall that we paid for and the contracts were paid for to build them. And it is the Biden doctrine to have open borders. And we saw it was tremendous Fox News reporting of sections wide open in Arizona. General, welcome back to Fox Across America. Uh, thank you very much, Harry, for uh, having me on, and uh, thanks for filling in for Jimmy. Absolutely. And we, you and I have spoken before, and I've enjoyed our time together in the past, and I know I'm going to enjoy our time together right now. You as an attorney general, uh, seeing this, and, and I, I, I hate to say it, but I've got to say it, Governor Katie Hobbs is just so weak, just terrible on border enforcement. This is so dangerous for our country. I cannot believe that they want it to be this way, but it can't be by accident, General. This has to be their strategy. They want, I guess, the permanent Democrat majority. They feel that this is going to give it to them, and it is really dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And as you know, Harry, I was the first elected official in the entire country. I wrote a formal opinion when I was AG that said what is taking place on our southern border constitutes an invasion per the U.S. Constitution. And there was a lot of folks on the left that ridiculed that and said it was a hyperbole. And, you know, that was, you know, a couple of years ago. And just think in the last two years what we've seen. 
it's not just a record amount of people coming across our southern border, literally millions of people every month. Um, you know, it's the equivalent of, you know, on the East Coast there, uh, what is it, Lincoln Financial Field? Is that where the Eagles play? It's like that, every month yep. the equivalent of that stadium illegally coming into our country. It, but it's not just the people. And the Biden administration is incentivized by providing government benefits to people entering the country illegally. You mentioned that Elon Musk is getting sued now. And it seems like the Democrats and the Biden administration essentially have ceded control of our southern border to the cartels. And this is why it matters. It's not only the fiscal cost associated with all these people overwhelming our hospital system and our education system and our public safety net. It's the fact that Americans are being poisoned every single day. Hundreds of Americans are dying as a result of the cartels flooding our country with chemicals, precursor chemicals that are made in China and sent to the cartels, and then they are killing a whole generation of Americans. And then you throw on top of that that no one wants to talk about the dirty secret, the fact that there are terrorists or people on the terrorist watch list sliding or slipping across our border. This is a ticking time bomb on so many different levels. And the fact that people on the East Coast, people in D.C. will not do anything about it, shame on them. They should have already impeached Mayorkas. And yep. Joe Biden should be impeached for what he has not done with securing our border. You are listening to the always listenable Mark Burnovich, the former Arizona attorney general. We did an interview very recently on Fox News Radio with Bill Malusian, who I know you know and know of, uh, who does a great job covering the border and a lot of other assignments that he does very well for Fox News. He and I had a conversation. He personally witnessed them. They've got wristbands. They, they, it's like it's a, an amusement park or something. The, the, the cartel is so organized and it's proof they run the border. They've got wristbands for the illegals coming in. This is incredible, General. Yeah, well, first of all, Bill Malusian is a fellow Sun Devil, so I will hand him that. There you go. I think he got the best best hair of all the alumni from oh, Arizona State. Great um, hair. But, but getting back to the seriousness of this, I will tell you, I've been to the border so many times. You know, I was a gang prosecutor, even a federal prosecutor, before I was elected AG. And when you go down there and you see people literally coming across the border with their luggage and backpacks, and then just they're just being literally pointed in the direction of like, here you get processed, here's your paperwork, you don't have to show up for four or five years for a hearing. I thought to myself, my goodness, I get more of a hassle going through the airport with TSA than yeah. they do illegally entering our country. And God knows what's in you know these backpacks. And, and I get it. Look, look, I'm a first-generation American. I get why people want to come to the United States. But if you have disorder, if you have chaos, you are essentially undermining the rule of law, which is what this country stands for, and the very reason why people want to come here in the first place. We are the largest continuous constitutional republic, and it's a nation built on the rule of law and the Constitution, and you can't keep it that way when people are systematically breaking the law with their very first act of entering the United States. It seems as though, and we've been talking about it a lot today on Jimmy's program, General, and that is the fact, and those just tuning in, to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're visiting with Mark Burnovich, former Arizona attorney general. And it just seems to me that we have to win elections. That's been the theme today on the program because the executive branch, as you know, they get to control policy. They get to decide what type of Border Patrol uh, presence there will be. You know, there have been times where the Border Patrol agents are 30 miles from the border. You got no shot then. Uh, They purposely are leaving the border open. They don't want to finish the border wall. Uh, 
even though we pay for it. So really, this is about winning elections and changing the policy because it was not like this. There were there were issues, but it was not like this two and a half years ago. It, it definitely, I mean, objectively, numerically, whatever measure you want to use, our border was getting more and more secure and was way more secure in 2020 than it is right now. I mean, that's a, objectively by any measure, whether it's people coming in the country illegally, the amount of drugs flooding into our country, the amount of people on the terror watch list, whatever measure you want to use. But here's the thing, though, Harry. My big thing is, is that even you know, when I was running for the Senate, I used to talk about all the time that you cannot fundamentally change Washington, D.C. until you fundamentally change the bureaucracy and the swamp or whatever you want to call it. And I know when I was um, – I did a committee on privatization for the, one of the former governors here you know, a decade ago, and one of the big changes we did was eliminating civil service protections for certain people in the government. And so what's happening right now, whether it's Homeland Security, it's the State Department, it's the Department of Defense, the Environmental Protection Agency – Whatever alphabet soup federal agency you want to add, what happens is even when you have a change in the executive, even when Donald Trump was president, you have this permanent bureaucratic apparatchik class. It's like the old apparatchiks in communism, and it doesn't matter. It's like what happens when you have change in leadership because every mid-level senior manager in the department is untouchable. They can't be fired. They systematically work to undermine whatever the policies are of a conservative president. So – until Congress and someone in Congress starts pushing for civil service reform that makes it easier to replace these permanent government bureaucrats that are undermining the rule of law, whether that's at the Department of Justice, the EPA, Department of Education, you name your alphabet soup agency, it's yeah. going to be problematic for a Republican president to get anything done. It's such a good point, uh, General, and, and the, the fact of the matter is they do. They look at it like these newbies are temps. They're going to go out with the trash. They're here for just a little bit. We'll outlast them. We'll block them. We'll we'll delay. We'll stall. Next thing you know, they're gone, and then it's party time again. They're right back where they started. So really, until you get the reform that you're talking about, the best you can do is to make incremental-type change, but it won't be permanent change. Absolutely, and one of the things that now that the Republicans control the House, they should be doing. They're doing. They're having hearings. But my goodness, at some point, they should be actively impeaching Mayorkas for his yes. failure to do his job. Literally, Americans are dying every single day because Secretary Mayorkas is not doing his job. And so, you know, if the Republicans' attitude is, well, the Senate's not going to convict, well, you know what? Force the Senate to have that trial, force senators, including Democrats, to go on record. I know your last guest, you were just talking about how New Jersey has had, what, five decades without having a Republican senator. Correct. Well, you know what? Force these senators to actually take votes and take a stand. Instead, once again, you have this permanent, you know, class, country club class that's in D.C. that tries to avoid all the big issues and, you know, pretends they make all the speeches where they say they're going to cut this or you do that. But meanwhile, the size and the scope of the federal government keeps growing and growing and growing. And then the things the federal government is supposed to do, like national security and border security, they have totally failed on and no one's holding anybody accountable. Yeah. It's so true. Former Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon on our Newsmaker Hotline. I have toiled with a question. I have my own answer. I want to get yours. I'll come clean if we have the same answer or a split decision. And believe me, I am not defending Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, he's a disaster. He's a disgrace. 
he 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 should not even be in that position. And I couldn't agree with you more. He should have been impeached long ago. I believe he's lied before Congress. This man couldn't answer a straight question if if we're having you know an invasion. I mean, we are clearly having a, a crisis. Uh, an emergency. He 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 could he tries to act like everything's terrific. It's, it's going just like we you know we wanted to. So here's my my question for you because I I struggle with this a little bit. Is Mayorkas this incompetent, or is he this dishonest and doing exactly what the president wants him to do? Uh, I know I believe I know the answer to this question because it doesn't change. The result is still the same whether he's just terrible and it's the result or if it's exactly the way they want it to be and it's the result. This is just for fun and giggles because it doesn't change the problem. But I'd, I'd like to know what you think. Is this Mayorkas on purpose or Mayorkas incompetent? Well, I will say that it doesn't matter at this point. It's true. Because when you think about last year, Nearly, you know, 100,000 people were poisoned in this country as a result of the cartel seizing operational control of our southern border. That's almost twice as many people uh, that died during the Vietnam War. If you had a general, if you had a general in one year that got 100,000 people killed, um, whether he was incompetent or did it on purpose wouldn't matter. People would be saying that person yeah. needs to be That's <laughs> right. impeached or run out of office. I will tell you what I think. I think the left is very devious. I've yeah. seen this before, and I think this is a, I, I think this is intentional. There you go. And he kind of plays the, you know, well, I don't know this, or kind of oh, like yeah. does the yeah. confused thing. Yeah. But this is because, look, um, the the far left has seized control of the Biden. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the reality is, is that down I don't think he is. I don't think he's in control anymore. And so the lack, what's going on at the border, it has the distinction of proving that. Uh, Mayorkas and Biden's lack of integrity is only surpassed by their ineptitude. I knew I knew this would be your answer because I know you. Attorney General Mark Burnovich, honored to present you. Have a great day. Thanks, Harry. Thank you. Good to be with you. When we come back, we're going to have some fun with the team right here on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The show that's crashing the establishment party. I don't recall seeing your name on the guest list. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I sometimes go by my maiden name. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Welcome to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Michael and Josh. And this is going to be a lot of fun, this segment. I'm Harry filling in today for Jimmy. Thank you for the opportunity, guys, to work with you. And I love it when we go Team Fela here. So it's Michael, it's Josh, it's me. And the topic, believe it or not, straws. And we're going to make it interesting. Michael, I thought that we had it all figured out. We used to have plastic straws wrapped in plastic. Now we have paper straws wrapped in plastic. So or so what what's the problem? They they were plastic and they were wrapped in paper. Now they're paper and they're wrapped in plastic. I thought problem solved. Yeah, you would think, Harry, right? But apparently not, because according to multiple reports that we're getting, it looks like the paper straws aren't exactly as eco friendly as they're supposed to be, which uh as Josh knows, I'm very passionate about this whole paper plastic straw thing. Yes. Um so Actually, before I let Josh talk here, I just want to get into it quick. So I hate paper straws so much that when I go to McDonald's to get my dollar coffee, like twice a week, I would say, I have it all planned out. I 
will not take the paper straws. So when I go to Dunkin' on other days or wherever else, like Chick-fil-A that has plastic, I will grab an extra plastic straw just so I don't have to use a paper one. It's once again our liberal friends. They solve nothing. So now it turns out nobody likes them. Everybody knows they disintegrate in your beverage, whether it's a cold beverage or a warm beverage, hot beverage, forget about it. They just start to unravel. And so here we go, Josh. The Democrats have solved everything again, and now it turns out they're not as eco-friendly as we thought. So what's what's the point? It's, it's again, focusing on a minute detail, thinking you're going to solve everything. You know, how, how many of us take those paper straws and insert them into a plastic cup? You know, a plastic cup uses way much more than that plastic straw would ever use. Great so point. once again, you're using just a, a very small amount. It's like the grocery stores now charging and getting rid of plastic bags. You know, for the most part, you go through a grocery store. How many of those containers are made of plastic? It's an absolute joke. But, they, they, you yeah, know, they solve again, nothing. You're but they focusing say, on the smallest yeah. little thing. Exactly. Michael, they say they, they solve nothing, but they feel good at all their beautiful people parties because they, they fake themselves that they've done something wonderful for the environment. Exactly. So like what they're saying now, I'm reading this Post thing, a New York Post article, they're saying that the research is showing that these paper straws could be toxic for the environment. So, again, it's like they're just trying to do something that seems good. And it's like, oh, we're saving the environment with these plastic straws or not using the plastic. But, you know, something that I do that Josh sees every day with the amount of cups I have on my desk usually uh-huh. um, when I, you know, finish that Dunkin' or McDonald's coffee, I will refill the cup with like an iced coffee I make in the kitchen or like water or seltzer or whatever. So I'm using the same cup for the whole day, which in itself is helping to save the environment, I'd like to think. You're yeah, not you saving the environment at all. <laughs> I just need to paint this picture. No one else can see it, but he, I'm looking at him right now. It, it, it's actually a small it's only I will give it's you credit. It's only two plastic cups today. Usually it's three and or four next to him. But if he does repurpose, Josh, I got to give him some points. Yeah, but still, you know, consolidate. Get get one of those huge thermoses for $45 somewhere. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Do you think they will ever admit that we don't need the paper straws? I mean, look, if you're at Disney World and Animal Kingdom and the plastic straws can kill the wildlife, they have really thick paper that, that almost holds up. I've used those straws in Disney World. But these ones you get typically, they break down immediately. They're terrible. They don't work. They're flimsy. Mm-hmm. They completely collapse and become unworkable. They got to do something about it. Quick closing comment, Mike. No, I agree with you. Uh, and again, like I'm trying to save the environment by reusing my cup. So why can't I just have a plastic straw with it, right? <laughs> this was a lot of fun, Michael and Josh. Thank you both. This is the team of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be back in just a little bit. Please don't go away. Much more important news straight ahead. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Who's alert? And then I'll refer everybody to Welcome back. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Michael and Josh. My name is Harry Hurley filling in today for Jimmy Fallon. And uh, this just in. A Fox News alert. 
F-16 fighter jets over Lake Tahoe had to confront a civilian aircraft that had violated restricted airspace as President Biden vacations. So the good news is the NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, they scrambled fighter jets. They were able, if you watch the latest Top Gun movie, you know they have those uh, signal things that they can they can fire to get the attention of a pilot. They got the attention of the civilian pilot, and they escorted the civilian pilot without incident out of the restricted airspace in the Lake Tahoe, Nevada area. And uh, there's extensive coverage about this at foxnews.com. The topic this segment on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fail, a, a very important one. It's a follow-up to important discussions that we've been having throughout the program with people like Governor Mark Burnovich, the former Arizona Attorney General, and others. And, and it is literally President Biden's border crisis. Whether you're talking to people like Griff Jenkins, Bill Malusian, people like that uh, from the Fox News Channel that are all over this issue. Peter Ducey, when he's at the White House and he's posing questions about the border and so on, any of the great Fox News personalities that have the opportunity to get to the decision makers to at least pose the comments and the questions. When you look at what's happening, and I will say that you can see that a lot of these woke mayors and governors and the federal type folks that just in the whether it was the summer of love, Chaz, Chad, you know, all this stuff that was going on, uh, just so terrible, but they loved it so much. You know, they remember fiery, but mostly peaceful protests. You know, those beautiful things that were going on, defund the police, all these catastrophes that have been just so devastating and, and have just ramped up crime statistics like never before. This border issue and the illegal immigration invasion that's been taking place during the entire Biden presidency, I have always believed that it is not incompetency. It is a strategy. They want the border open. This is what they are. The The result that we are getting is the result that they seek. Then when they have to explain themselves, they say, oh, it's not a crisis, you know, and they try to fake that everything's fine. And they, they do this dance because it is their strategy to bring as many illegals into the country, inundate our systems, then admit we have an emergency, then rapidly try to make everyone Americans. And the problem with that is you have many really good people. I know someone very well, wonderful person, applied to become an American citizen, did everything the right way. It's a seven or more year process. And in the, on this occasion, it was 10 years because when this person was at the finish line, the government actually made a mistake and he had to pay for it and basically had to start all over again. And it took about three more years. And it was such a proud day because I had our congressman at the time. It was Frank Lobiondo right before Jeff Andrew became the congressman and Congressman Van Drew or Congressman Lobiondo rather welcomed this brand new American as an American citizen. And it was a beautiful, beautiful ceremony that we had. And this person now is a executive chef and will be a restaurant owner. It is a beautiful American story. 
We are the greatest country in the history of the world in terms of legal immigration. But it has to be legal. Absent that, we lose control of everything. And it's very tough to know. And when you're giving people five years from now as your court appearance, they're never showing back up. There's no reason for that. And then the, the idea is that they won't have to. And then people like Elon Musk have legal problems now with our corrupt government because they say he's not hiring enough illegals. He's hiring too many Americans. This is this is insanity what's going on. But we are to the point now where they're about to get into the fetal position, suck on their thumbs, cry for mommy, and they can't take too much more of this because they realize that they're destroying their own cities. Look at what's happening. Pick a city run by Democrats. Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Portland, Philadelphia. Do you remember the mayor when he was doing the dance up and down? We're a sanctuary city. He was doing a dance and he put it up on social media. He was so proud dancing that we're a sanctuary city. Then you look at all the the negative aspects of it. But where we are now, and Democrats, it takes a lot. They learned a long time ago that they just circle the wagons and they monolithically, they just support no matter what. Well, guess what? New York Governor Hochul is turning on the president. New York Governor Hochul is turning on the New York City Mayor Adams. The New York City Mayor Adams is turning on Governor Hochul and President Biden because this is completely unworkable at this point. And even they are starting to admit it. Let's take a listen to how they're finessing all this with the border and these issues of of illegal immigration and so on. Josh, cut 16. What we've said all along is just let them work and help us out financially. That's why today I have sent a letter to President Biden formally requesting immediate executive action in four key areas. First, expedited work authorization so we can get these people out of shelters and into the jobs. Financial support for federal housing vouchers, schools, health care, legal services, case management, and shelter for us to provide for these asylum seekers. You know the last thing that a, a Democrat president wants to hear, any president wants to hear, is a high-profiled member of their own political party going public, calling out the administration, demanding certain things, specific demands, because obviously if things were kumbaya and come home, that means, if everything was fine within the family, you wouldn't need to call your president out of your own political party and announce exactly these things you need because obviously they're not happening. So I don't want problems in our country. I don't want violence. I don't want mayhem. I don't want any of that. But maybe this is a good thing because if we get to the point where they can no longer support their wokeness because it literally in terms of homeless, in terms of crime, in terms of everything, I mean, stores that can't even operate anymore because they can't keep up with the theft that takes place and all these things that are going on in all of these areas. This is a good thing. Calling out the Biden administration a governor of New York 
doing that is in politics, that's an earthquake because that would usually be not even a phone call required. It just would be happening organically, automatically. Governor Hochul continues. Cut 17, Josh. The state has deployed enormous resources toward New York City's valiant efforts to shelter and support these nearly 100,000 migrants who have already arrived here. The reality is we've managed thus far without substantive support from Washington. And despite the fact that this is a national, indeed an inherently federal issue. But New York has shouldered this burden for far too long. See, they wanted it until it became a problem and became completely unworkable, unmanageable, and completely out of control. So now they're turning on each other. And that is a major development that we had not seen in the past. They stuck together. No matter how bad it was getting, they stuck together no matter what. When we come back, and she's a great guest, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody will join us on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon in a definitive definitive interview that will be coming up right when we come back after this timeout. With Michael and Josh, I'm Harry filling in for Jimmy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The show that connects you to people in high places. It's like the most important man in the world standing here, and you got a conversation going with each other. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Welcome back to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Michael and Josh. I'm Harry Hurley filling in today for Jimmy Proud to say that I spend as much time in Florida as I can. Love the state and um, can't say enough good about it. The Attorney General Ashley Moody is here. The Florida Constitution designates the Attorney General as the Chief State Legal Officer. And, General, we welcome you to Fox Across America. Welcome. Well, thank you, Harry, and I welcome you to Florida anytime. I, oh, love, I, thank I you. love hearing when people are excited about Florida. Yeah, we try minimum four times a year to spend as much time as we can in your great state. We love it. Well, we're breaking uh, tourism records as we speak. And, uh, you know, it's not only the net in migration that we're seeing uh, record numbers. uh, Also, our tourism numbers are just incredible. So we have a lot of great leadership here, and we hope it continues. So welcome, welcome back anytime. Thank you, General. You know what you also have is such a desirability factor because look at all the people that are fleeing broken states and they're picking Florida as they could pick anywhere because if they're able to move and they're picking Florida by design. So that tells you when you look at both outbound migration and what's coming in, Florida is an amazing success story. You're absolutely right. It's the number one state for net in migration. And that's folks that are picking up and moving, not, not including, you know, death and birth rates. So, we know that that leadership matters. We know our policies that we're putting forward are attracting people here. It's not just our great sunshine. It's not just our low taxes. You know, when we talk to those that are helping keep pace with, with home development and making sure we have housing for those that want to move here, they say the number one reason people are giving is that it is a law and order state, that they yep. know they can move here, and we're going to ensure that our laws are followed. And I can tell you, certainly as the attorney general, that's been uh, one of my top priorities and will continue to be. I think also very fair in terms of taxes, extremely strong 
uh, in terms of business-friendly climate. So you really feel like you get a fair break, a fair shot in Florida. And we've worked really hard on that business-friendly climate. As you know, if our good-faith businesses do well, our families, our communities do well. And so we we really focus on that here in Florida, and that is – we're also the number one state for new business formations last year. 1.5 million businesses formed in the state of Florida just last year. On Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, it's Ashley Moody, the attorney general of the great state of Florida. They don't call it the sunshine state for nothing. And you have been really working hard in the area of education. Just for a little time, a little background, I served two terms a long time ago as a school board member because I wanted to make a difference in my community and want to make the schools, you know, the best that we can and went in for all the right reasons. What we see now, though, is such a level of politics within education, the likes of which has never been politic, you know, politics free, but never the likes of what we see now. And now I and I I think you're going to agree with this, but please take it from me in just a moment as, as I tee this up. We have basically two philosophies right now. We have a philosophy that says that parents should be involved as much as they can. The parents should have a say in what's being taught. If inappropriate age, inappropriate materials are being presented, that if you presented them out on the street would, would make you a Megan's List of sexual offender for the rest of your life, but they can put this in the school. Major type of decisions that could lead to either abortions or gender alter alteration of, of your child. There are states that believe that should happen without parents. You shh, keep this from your parents. These are secrets from your parents. Then, of course, there's the other side that that believes that that's just an abomination. I mean, just ridiculous that parents shouldn't be involved. Uh, I'm I'm proud to say that you've been on the side of parents' involvement and age appropriate content or age inappropriate content not being presented to young children. I'm amazed that this has become such a flashpoint in our country. Your thoughts? I think it's shocking all folks around our nation. And and think about the timeline, how everything unfolded. And I have to lay out there, you know, I am a mother of a young school-age child, Uh, you know, the first mom of a young school-age child on our cabinet. So you can imagine these issues have been very important to me, to our family, to our governor, who also has young children. You know, COVID hit incredibly, incredibly challenging for our nation. No one wants to go through a a crisis like COVID. But of course, what happens when folks start sending children home and, and having the parent be involved at home? I count myself and all of those parents who were struggling to try and maintain you know, their full-time jobs and, and educate their children. What happened was I don't think anyone ever imagined that this was going on in our schools. Now, we knew that, you know, we knew that the, the unions had a heavy hand and that teachers controlled a lot of lesson planning, but I don't think parents knew the extent to which information was being shared or pushed upon our very young children. And so as awful as COVID was, it did force parents to realize and acknowledge, and now we are all cognizant of what was happening within our schools. So what happened then when we said, whoa, 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 wait, this cannot happen. Our children are vulnerable. We need to protect them. Parents need to have a say in what's happening. Then you see these other states and these school districts that are like, no parents, 
you don't have the right now to have a say in your children. Now that you're stepping up, now that you're putting your foot down, now that you're saying you want to say in what we're teaching them, no, no, we're going to just take away that right. You can see that push in all these states across the nation. You are so correct, General. I, I hate to say this. We're down to just a little over a minute. I wish we had much more time, but hopefully we'll get to visit again with you. The issue, as you just framed it, is so accurate, whether it's the National Education Association, Randy Weingarten, who I think is just terrible at what she does, or the state ed, you know, boards of education – they thought they were so clever keeping kids, and the kids were getting hurt, as you know, with, with social-emotional issues and things like that, not going to school and being covered with face diapers and stuff when it was safe for them to be in school the whole time. They lied. They didn't follow the science, and they said they were following the science, but they got busted. They got busted because remote learning, parents are like, what did, you, what did they just say? What is, what are you? I mean, you're right. This unearthed their secret. 30 seconds, right. hard break. Questionnaires they were asking our children to fill out about what their families like, consume and their, you know, cars. And I mean, it's just unbelievable what was happening. And, you know, I just think it, it shook the, the parents to a degree it was needed. And now they're so plugged yeah. in in a way they never have been. Attorney General Ashley Moody, with that, I regret we have to say goodbye. But I do want to leave you with keep doing the great job you're doing in keeping Florida free. Good to talk to you. We'll be right back. We are back. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, with Michael and Josh. I'm Harry Hurley. Filling in today for Jimmy, it's a privilege. Jimmy is uh, performing tonight. He is doing stand-up comedy in Henderson, Nevada. He'll be back real soon. On the Fox Across America Newsmaker Hotline is Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, the gentlewoman from Arizona's 8th Congressional District, serves on the House Committee on Energy and Commerce Member. And we're going to start with energy. Congresswoman, welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It is a I'm pleasure. I'm here in lovely Arizona, not in Washington, D.C., so life is good. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, you're, you're a member of the People's House, but you're with the people now. This is great. I am. Uh, and I want to start with energy because, as you know, not long ago, before President Biden took office, we were energy independent. We were a net oil exporter. This is an average because, obviously, it's different you know, across this country, but gas was about $2 a gallon. It's now close to 4 I paid four fifty one point nine uh just about four days ago. In many states, it's much higher than that. So now the Biden doctrine is we're not energy independent. We're not a net oil exporter. We, we need to buy our oil. We need to rob our strategic petroleum reserve, which, which as you know, it was not intended for what he did for an election. He, he took what's for an emergency. He created a problem that wasn't set for that. That's for much different reasons, as you know better than I do. So now our doctrine, the Biden doctrine, is buy oil from nations that don't really like us very much. This makes no sense to me. Your thoughts? 
<laughs> it absolutely makes no sense. I totally agree with you because, as you said, under the prior administration under Trump, we were energy independent. Our gasoline prices at the pump were a heck of a lot lower than they are now. In the Phoenix metropolitan area, we're paying four forty nine a gallon for yeah. a gallon of gas. And people just can't afford this. And all of the policies that President Biden is putting forward is hurting America and hurting um, Americans. And let me just give you one idea of a policy. So I was a sponsor that passed. We passed out of the U.S. House of Representatives, Save Our Gas Stoves Bill. Now, you're wondering, okay, what does that have to do with energy? What it has to do with energy is that the Biden administration has an all-out war against American-made oil and gas. And so they're using every single agency under his power to go after American-made natural gas and oil. And one of those is changing the standards, uh, gas stoves, the energy efficiency standards. So basically 96% of all existing models of gas stoves right now won't work. You know, they won't be available anymore if these new standards go into place. So my bill prevents that from happening. But they're using it in every agency. For instance, the Department of, of oh, no, the EPA, I'm sorry, the EPA is doing a tailpipe emissions rule that will basically require all manufacturers of cars have to manufacture uh, two-thirds all electric cars by 2032. I talked to a car dealer yesterday. He said it's not going to happen. It's not realistic. There's not enough people that want to buy all electric cars. There's there's not enough batteries out there. There all the lithium gets processed in China. Uh, not all of it, but most of it gets processed in China. So all we're doing is helping China and other countries like that with Joe Biden's policies. It's right, and you're not going to have terrible. the charging, Congresswoman Lesko, you're not going to have the charging stations that you need. It's it, And look, we know what we have right now, uh, poorly run states like California and others with the rolling brownouts and blackouts. Imagine if they take all of us uh, into electric vehicles. I mean, the, the grid wouldn't even be able to handle it. And, and it, as you know, 2032 is not that far away. It's completely unworkable. It's unserious. But they're dangerous. They're, they're radical and they're very, very dangerous. And I see the president has been very aggressive, Congresswoman Lesko, in locking up lands for calling them national parks and things that could be very rich in energy production, but he's locking them down now. This is the agenda. Oh, it's definitely the agenda. And so, as you just said, he did that around the Grand Canyon. There's a lot of deposits in the Grand Canyon in the state of Arizona of uranium. Well, now they can't be mined. And now we have to be reliant on Russia. Russia. (laughs) We're supplying uh, military stuff for Ukraine to fight Russia. But a lot of our uranium that we use in our nuclear plants comes from Russia right now. So instead of using American-made or or American-sourced minerals and uh, important elements like lithium, uranium, copper, for goodness sake, copper is needed on just about everything. In an electric vehicle, you need four times as much copper as you do in a standard vehicle. So what does Biden do? 
He says, okay, we're going to mandate more electric vehicles. But on the same time, he pulls back the um, the environmental impact statement that was approved under Trump in a in a big mine here in Arizona. So it's just sitting there. It's sitting there. It could produce 25% of all the copper that's needed in the United States, and it's just sitting there because the Biden administration undid uh, approval of going forward with a mine that the mining company already invested over $2 billion in it. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So now we're not going to have the materials. We're going to have to rely on other countries, often foreign countries like China, to 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 produce things. Yeah, I, also, I don't also understand see, yeah. it. Well, I can't, I, I'll, I'll float a flyer out there. I'll just put it out there. It seems like the countries that we're going to have to rely on are the countries where the Biden family has really enriched themselves with this business that they have had that has no bricks and mortar, just a lot of checking accounts and a lot of millions of dollars. It seems like that that's where all the purchases will have to be made. I don't believe in coincidences. The American president is supposed to look out for America and they, they, they criticize Trump, you know, America first. But, oh, my gosh, it's not supposed to be America last. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable what we're doing. We're not going to be ready for this. And they say it's clean energy uh, in my uh, state. New Jersey, they want to put these uh, dirty uh, wind turbines in the ocean. I mean, this is stuff the Democrats would usually never be for, but they're, they can't they can't wait to do all this alternative energy stuff. And uh, we're not going to be the better for it. You can tell this is going to become and maybe the, the plan also, Congresswoman, is they create these crises that that then they say you need us. You know, oh, it's an emergency. You need us now. We have to fix the crisis that we created this is not good, and it really points to you have to keep the House in 24. We've got to win the Senate back in 24, and we must win back the White House in 2024. These radical decisions, imagine what would happen if they get four more years to do this, Congresswoman. We cannot afford Biden for four more years, and for goodness sakes, we need to keep a Republican majority in the House. Most people don't realize that we have passed border security bills. We have passed energy independence bills out of the U.S. House of Representatives, and they're just stuck over in the Senate because Chuck Schumer and the Democrat chairman over there aren't going to hear the bills. And so even if they did, then the president would veto them. And that's why it's important. Uh, Elections are important. And that's why we need to retain the Republican majority because we're going to stop – Stop some of the crazy stuff that Pelosi and Schumer and Biden did when they were in total power. At least we can stop some of that stuff. And then if we gain the Senate and, of course, the presidency, then we can undo a lot of these terrible things that the Biden administration has done. And I don't know if we have time, but on the windmill thing. Yes. Ernest Moniz, Ernest Moniz, who is the former energy secretary under a Democrat president, testified in front of our committee that putting up one of those offshore windmills takes more energy to produce that windmill to make it than all of the energy it will produce in its entire lifetime. Because you have to you have to mine all kinds of stuff. You have to mine all kinds of critical minerals. It's done in countries where they use coal plants. That's a lot more dirty, like China. It, so 
it's ridiculous. It's an absolute ridiculous motion notion. And I totally agree with you, which is sad. It's the only reason I can think that Biden would do this is to benefit China and other countries where he has made, he and his family has made money. I mean, it's I there. can't think of yeah. any other reason. I can't uh, think why you would do that. Uh, agreed. In a minute or so that we have, Congresswoman, I want to bring you up. You mentioned the border, and I was going to close with this anyhow. So we're on this. It's just a cool wavelength together. The, Fox just reported in the past hour the southwest border encounters by sector, Tucson, 39,215. This is three times more than San Diego, four to, uh, three to, almost three times more than El Paso, more one and a half to two times more than Rio Grande Valley and and about two times more than Del Rio. Thirty nine thousand two hundred and fifteen border encounters in Tucson, Arizona. You're living with this. We are living with it. And it's a total nightmare. And it's a total nightmare for the border communities when we have Democrat officials in Arizona coming out against the Biden administration about their borders, having the border wide open. You know, it's a problem because they're finally coming out against their own administration. I mean, just look at the numbers. In July of 2020, when we were still under Trump, there was 41,000 border crossings. Fast forward to July of 2023 under Biden, over 183,000 border crossings. We have 7 million illegal border crossings since Biden has taken office. We have captured more than 22 tons of fentanyl at the southern border since Biden has been in office. In Phoenix alone, there's a 5,000 percent increase in fentanyl deaths. Since 2015. I mean, this is outrageous. It's bad for America and it's also bad for the illegal immigrants because Biden is turning it all over to the cartels who are making money off of human smuggling sex trafficking and drug trafficking. Oh, yeah, they have a risk. They have a, Congresswoman, we have to go, but I, I'll say this real quick. They have a wristband program. The cartel's running the border. They have a wristband program. It's like their park. You get a wristband. It's, and they have different wristbands depending on who's getting the, um, you know, paying what. It's unbelievable. Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, thank you for your leadership. And this was really important to talk to you today about these pressing issues. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. The team is going to tackle the topic. Oh, this is fun. Look, we're Jersey boys. So we've got South Jersey. That's me. We've got North Jersey and and we have Central Jersey. We're going to break this down. Central Jersey appears to have been getting the short shrift. Governor Murphy has taken action and Michael, Josh and I We'll take action and address this next. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Welcome back to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. With Mike and Josh, I am Harry Hurley filling in today for Jimmy, who's performing in Henderson, Nevada, stand-up comedy uh, that Jimmy does so very well. Uh, and thank you guys for the opportunity to uh, spend such quality time with you 
on the program. I've enjoyed it. Now, my good friend, Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey, and I owe Josh an apology because I said he was from New Jersey, and it's, I, I, I feel like I've insulted him because he's from Long Island. Uh, so I apologize for that, Josh. Mike is from New Jersey. I am from New Jersey. And my friend, Governor Phil Murphy, has put a decades-long controversy. I really didn't know there was a controversy because I kind of, in my own mind, I always knew there was South Jersey, there is Central Jersey, and there is North Jersey. But evidently, Central Jersey was not its own region until Governor Murphy officially established it uh, in the very recent past. Mike, what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, so Harry, uh, he signed legislation yesterday that essentially designate Central Jersey as an official tourism district in the state. So I guess now that means that, like, they got to start in advertising and everything, using in marketing. Central Jersey is now real, apparently, even though a lot of people I know and a lot of people from New Jersey do not consider it. But according to him, it includes parts of Mercer, Somerset, Middlesex, and Hunterdon County. So do you notice that Central Jersey almost has, like, a face when you see um... – Green South Jersey, which landmass wise is the largest uh, portion of the whole state, uh, and North Jersey is slightly more than Central Jersey, but not by a lot. But it looks like almost like a little face, uh, the the yellow part, which is now Central Jersey officially now being a region. I thought I would just point that out. And, And Josh, I know that even though you are in nearby Long Island, where I spent time in early June, I do love it there, by the way. Uh, I spent uh, two days near Hofstra for Talkers New York. Uh, tell us your thoughts about New Jersey and this whole dust-up, eh, not really a dust-up, but this this whole sort of formalizing of central Jersey. I, I got to say, I, I consider this actually a bit of a waste of time from the governor. There's only two regions of Jersey. There's <laughs> North Jersey and there's South Jersey. And when I'm coming from Long Island, there's two ways to get there. If I want to go to North Jersey, I'm taking the George Washington Bridge. If I want to go to South Jersey, I'm going through Staten Island. I'm taking the Outer Bridge. And that halfway mark, the line for me is a little above Princeton, a little above Long Breach, out, up Long Branch, excuse me, out by the water uh, on the eastern side of the state. To me, that's the dividing line between whether you're in North Jersey up by the Meadowlands, or if you're in South Jersey, heading towards you. That's an interesting, uh, I mean, that's hard to argue with because you've picked a demarcation line that I think is defendable. If you look at Governor Murphy's map, there is a um, a clear delineation to where we officially now recognize that South Jersey ends and Central Jersey begins. And then, of course, uh, the the upper part of the state uh, right before New York, you have the, the northern part of the state. I'm I'm going to say, as a lifelong New Jerseyan, that I disagree with Josh. I, I won't argue with you strenuously about it because I know why you said what you said. But I have always recognized South Jersey, Central Jersey, and North Jersey. So it's hard for me as a local to go away from that. Mike, your thoughts? I don't know. I actually think I'm going to have to take Josh's side on this. And just a little aside here, before we were doing this topic, I decided to text our family group chat before just to get a little poll. Uh, and out of my – well, actually, my parents did not respond yet, so that's on them. But my three siblings all said no. So we're all in agreement there. So you're all in agreement that there's no Central Jersey? No, sir. So there's South Jersey and North Jersey. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan at one point. I would have loved to have seen – 
uh, the state of South Jersey and the state of North Jersey. We would have had all the casinos, and uh, we could have been a very affluent. Uh, we still are, but could have even been more so. So much fun. Uh, that'll uh, close this hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Mike, thank you, Josh. Great to work with you, gentlemen. Always great to work with you, Harry. Yeah, thanks My so honor. much, Harry. You're absolutely welcome. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.